great day amazing community here on facebook and all over the world we are so excited um to bring an amazing uh, mentor practitioner um amazing women into our life one of the things that uh we are so excited here today is that we are going to be talking about sexual healing uh, we have a whole bunch of questions that we're going to be asking to all these amazing mentor practitioners in the field of sacred sexuality, tantra, and beyond, uh, about what sexual healing is about and, um, what is not, what it is, like, what are the practitioners, uh, or, you know, even sacred sexuality. Many people confuse sacred sexuality with sacred healing or it's the same thing. What actually it is? So, we have so many great questions, so if you have some amazing questions, just let us know. Uh, we're really excited. We have Amrita Grace today here, and I'm just going to read you a little bit about her um, and her bio, just for you to have an idea. I have interviewed Amrita before in our YouTube channel, in uh, you know, Lucia Gabriela TV, but um, all the interviews that we're going to be doing um, in the next couple of weeks is all going to be about sexual healing. What is actually sexual healing? Like, where's the beginning? Where's the end? Where's the start? Do we touch genitals? We don't touch genitals. What is actually there? Uh, do the practitioners go work on the nude or not? Like, what actually is, right? Um, and there's so much, like, a lot of misunderstandings in there that we would love to clarify. And that's why I'm inviting these amazing people um, to to um, just start uh Telling us, you know, sharing with us uh, their perspective. So, Amrita Great is a certified spiritual sexual educator and ordained high priestess, an award-winning author and the co-founder of the Sacred Feminine Mystery School. She and her business partner, Carolyn Muir, facilitate workshops and teacher training for women in the practice of sacred sexual awakening and healing. So, thank you, Amrita, for joining us today. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So we're going to go straight to the questions because these are the questions that I have been asking myself for years. And actually, some of the uh, questions also hold me back, held me back in the past of like actually telling to the world that, you know, doing sexual healing and like my passion and my philosophies. And it took me a while just to, um, to get to align with myself, what it actually that I'm doing, <laughs> what it actually that I'm not doing. The contrast that I experienced when I was sharing, like, oh, you know, I practice sexual healing. <laughs> and people will come up and be like, oh, you do this. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, so there's so much out there without, you know, um, Without putting anyone down, without uh, denigrating anyone, because everybody's work is amazing and powerful. But do we have to? Um, we do have to stand right now um, with everything that's happened in the tantra community, in the sexual oriented community. Uh, there are things that are coming up out of the shadow and aspect of like uh, the things that are happening uh, behind the scenes where people, women, men are actually being kind of like perpetrated by the healers themselves. So it's like if you haven't been catching up with us, like I've been keeping myself quiet. 
because I have, like, I'm observing and watching and I'm listening. And, like, one of the things I love to do is literally I read a lot of posts and comment and I open my mind. It's like, okay, if I had a judgment here, I'm like, oh, let me just open my mind and just figure out this. So that's what we do in this. So for all of you who are in, who always wonder what sexual healing is about, uh, we're going to have Amrita to share with us her insight and, uh, um, you know, her knowledge, her wisdom, you know, because she trains amazing people and she also is recognized to have an integrity uh, level to do the work of uh, sacred sexuality. And again, like we said, Many people confuse everything. So here we are to clear out. With the first question, what is sexual healing? Mm, that's, a, that's a great question. It has a wide variety of answers. So I'm happy to share from my own perspective as a teacher of sacred sexual awakening and healing. So my own definition, um, I define sexual healing as an embodied practice that involves accessing and releasing emotional material that's been stored in the body and the energy field that's related to sexuality. So that emotional material could be, could be personal. It could be handed down through one's lineage. It could be collective or it could even be past life or, or, or anything like that, but it's related to sexuality. So sexuality, sexual healing provides a safe, sacred space in which to release clear heal and integrate so that one can bring more joy and aliveness into their life and relationships. So that's kind of my short definition of sexual healing, the way that I practice it. In my own teachings, I bring a very feminine context to sexual healing, which involves presence and holding space for the person receiving to have their own experience. So it's not about having an exchange of energies or even being a healer or bringing healing, it's about creating a powerful container in which the receiver can have their, can feel their own energy and have their own experience without being influenced by the giver in any way. What the giver does is, is or the, the practitioner, if you will, is they bring a powerful presence and sacred witnessing to the receiver. It's a being space rather than a doing space. Mm. I love that, that the whole sex, uh, you know, sacred practice of holding the container. Beautiful. So what is not sexual healing? <laughs> what, what sexual healing is not is anything at all that re-traumatizes or re-wounds the receiver. Whatever that means for them. So there's a very huge difference between releasing emotional material and letting go of trauma during a session, because that often happens, and walking away feeling like you've been violated by the practitioner. Mm. That also happens. And that's not a good feeling at all. That's the rewounding I'm talking about. There are lots of practitioners out there that are using their charm and their good looks to bring in clients and give them a very particular kind of uh, sensual or sexual experience or tantric experience that is not sexual healing so can you go a little bit more um in general like for somebody who is watching audience today we have a big audience and um a lot of people 
uh, listen to us about sexual healing and tantra and even erotic massage and like sensual massage and sensual work and you know even um all the amazing practitioners out there that they uh do surrogate work you know sexual surrogates that they do work so can you explain a little bit why you just explain um with the aspect of uh, of sexual healing what is not yeah, so that's my own perspective from my own uh, lineage of um, of learning, from my own ethics, and from my own experience of coming into this work because I needed sexual healing. And to so coming from that perspective really showed me what works and what doesn't. And that's what I bring into my own work. So it's it's kind of very narrowly defined. That's my own narrowly defined definition of sexual healing. And I will say that there's a lot of people out there doing a wide variety of work that they call sexual healing or, or tantric work that are doing amazing work. And I absolutely bless them and whatever they're doing. But this is my own very specific way of doing it, which is that it's, it's an experience of holding space for someone to have their own experience. That's really what it comes down to of whatever that is. If that's sexual awakening, sexual healing, if it's releasing emotional trauma, if it's switching back and forth from one to the other, it's, um, it's about them having their own experience and not changing that or interacting with that in any way, but just holding that powerful container so that they can move whatever is moving within them so that they can work with whatever's moving within them. Yeah, yeah, that that that's powerful. That's the power of it. So, how do you know sexual healing is for you? Well, I can certainly speak from my own experience on that. I knew sexual healing was for me when I had had come out the other end of years of therapy and other kinds, a lot of other kinds of deep healing work, and found that my sexuality was still unhealed. So. I didn't even know that sexual healing was available, but I got really lucky and I found my way to a school that taught really high integrity sexual healing. And then I went through a very rigorous two year certification program with that school. That school is no longer um, operating, but the, uh, that school closed in 2012. And at the time it was founded by Caroline Muir and I ended up um, the director of that school and help the school close down when it came to the end of its time. So the sexual healing work that I received and that I learned how to to give and be very um, have very high ethics in really brought me over the course of several years of practice and study a really much improved life, uh, uh, so much better than it ever had been before the sexual healing work. So I'm a true believer because I've experienced it and I've have a beautiful beloved relationship in my life now and I, I'm doing my sacred work. It's like everything really came into alignment for me. And I even had an experience with breast cancer that couldn't bring me down. It was um it was an amazing, beautiful and joyful experience because I had all of these tools from learning sexual healing. Yes. Like Many of us, we have to work to talk, right? Like, and experience it in some level. So, how do you know it is not for you, sexual healing? 
Well, I would say that if you are really happy with the way things are in your life and you don't want anything to change, then it's probably not for you. If you're, um, if you don't want to know about your unhealed parts or your shadow parts, if you would just assume not know about them and that's perfectly okay, then it's probably not for you. If you're perfectly happy with your relationship and your sexuality, then it's probably not for you. Yeah. Yep. We love shadow. <laughs> we love shadow. We embrace our we shadow. We love shadow. <laughs> I'm a shadow yeah. lover. <laughs> yeah. So, are there levels or stages of sexual healing? Oh yeah, of course. There, it's lifelong. There are there are levels and stages that happen throughout one's entire life. And even as long as I've been doing this work since 2005, um, and as much healing work as I've done, and having become now a very accomplished teacher of this work, I still continue to work on my own sexual healing. I had a lot to do, and it's really an ongoing process. And especially because I'm a teacher of this work, it's even more important for me to continue to do my own sexual healing work and to be really, really vigilant about my shadow work, especially around sexuality, so that I can hold a super clean container for other people to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So is genital work a part of sexual healing? If yes, at what stage of the process it should be um, experienced at the beginning or advanced stages? I don't think it's absolutely necessary to work directly with the genitals in sexual healing work. Although in my experience, it can be very powerful to do so. Different people have different needs at different times. I teach a fully clothed version of sexual healing work that is very potent and powerful and accessible to a wide range of people. And when working with touching genitals, there are some really important aspects to consider. Uh, there needs to be a very high degree of safety and integrity on the part of the practitioner or the giver, permission, informed consent, clear boundaries, and very well-defined roles. So uh, it's absolutely not necessary, but it can add a high degree of power and potency to the work if somebody's ready for it. Yeah, I totally resonate with you. I've, I'm kind of like the preparation state. I prepare you 90% of it, and then if you need the extra sexual healing genital work, then you go to a high, uh, pro, you know, high practitioner that they have incredible, uh, you know, amount of, um, of like transparency and, you know, um, integrity and honor and respect to the work and they can actually practice it. So it's, it's definitely beautiful. Thank you. So. Another one, this one is a little deeper. So is having sex with a client considered sexual healing? Like many people talk about sacred prostitute. So if yes, should be offered at the beginning of, of the journey or advanced levels? I like levels a lot. <laughs> levels, yeah, there are always levels. In my own work, sex between a giver and receiver is not considered sexual healing. And that's in my my body of work. I don't have any personal experience in the realm of sacred prostitute, but I very much respect that work. It's not part of my teaching, and I don't believe it has a place in sexual healing for beginners or even intermediates. Mm -hmm. I consider it to be a very advanced tantric practice, mm -hmm. but not necessarily a sexual healing practice. 
In the field of sexual surrogacy, which you mentioned earlier, which is a legal and regulated field, there are times when that may be entirely appropriate. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes to all of that. (laughs) We're clearing up a lot of misunderstanding here, everyone. So thank you, um, Rita. Thank you. I really appreciate it so much. Yay, me too. (laughs) Me too. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so thank you. Um, so in sexual healing, what are the code of ethics, um, that sexual healers should have with their clients, even for those who offer sexual work as part of it? Again, sexual work is very, 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 very advanced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, there are two, there are two things that really stand out and there are many ethics that, that need to be brought into this work. But there are two things that stand out right off the bat, and one of them is that the giver or practitioner or teacher, for that matter, needs to come into a session completely clear of any agendas, whether they're conscious or unconscious. So that means that they need to have an ongoing practice of their own inner work and shadow work so that they can be really clean and clear. The second one that comes right off the top is that is that the... The giver comes into the, the session with a really appropriate levels of training, education, certifications, and experience, and they're, they're, they have a mastery of their work. So some others that just come up, up right off the top, and this would just be a small selection, would be honesty, informed consent, um, permission, Permission with touch, asking verbally and waiting for a verbal response. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clear boundaries that are discussed up front. Uh, One directional touch, not an exchange of touch. Always being aware of the needs and well-being of the receiver. Professional hygiene protocols, no drugs or alcohol, and confidentiality. So that's just a small selection in no particular order of some of the ethics that that I bring into my teachings. Yes, 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 yes to all of that. Okay, so we already talked about um, some, again, just to amplify, can sexual healing not involve genital work, sexual or erotic massage or copulation? Copulation, again, is having sex with a client. So can I, sexual healing not have any of that? <laughs> Absolutely. If we come back to my first definition of it's really about it moving emotional material related to sexuality, healing that and allowing it to integrate, that does not need to involve any sexual activity of any kind or genital touching. In my own teachings, the healing may involve genital work, but it never involves copulation. And massage may be included but the intention around it is to help the receiver relax and get into their body. There's never any intention for eroticism or arousal. However, if that emerges, it's absolutely welcome. And there's an opportunity for the receiver to have a full experience of their own energy without needing to interact with the giver or to have it be influenced in any way. So again, holding that space for them to have whatever experience they're having so yes absolutely it's it's it just comes back to that having a safe enough space to be able to access and remove whatever is stored in the body uh around it could be lots of shame or 
or guilt or just any manner. You know, there's just such a wide range of things that get stored in the body around sexual wounding mm-hmm. that it come from from just so many places in our lives and beyond our lives, from our lineages and whatnot, that there are a lot of different ways to approach and remove that. I think one of the most important things is that it's about the intention. If there's an intention to work with the sexual wounding, then the sexual wounding has, there's a permission that allows it to come in. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. Amazing. Thank you. So, do you feel clients who are looking for sexual healing from sexual trauma enroll into process and journey of preparation and purging before experiencing sexual touch from a qualified practitioner? I know that we repeating a lot of the context of it, but it's very clear that yeah. many people ask this so many times yeah. in different ways, so we want to answer sure. <laughs> as much as we Absolutely. can. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's great to keep going deeper with it. I think it. Re- this is a really depends on the individual and how much inner work that they have already done. Um, like when I came into sexual healing, I already had years of therapy. I had years of priestess work, uh, sitting in the women's circle and um, addiction recovery work. Like I had a lot coming in and and I was really ready to to learn the sexual healing work. In a, in a big way. So it, it really just depends on the person and how much work they've already done. Before someone seeks sexual healing, they really should have a, a certain amount of self-possession and, and discernment so that they can enter into the right kind of healing situation because people can come into this really vulnerable. Um, I actually advise a group process or a workshop setting to start with. That can be a really safe way to start. Yeah, that's Definitely. So now this is another interesting question. Everybody always wonders, like, how can yeah. we tell who is a qualified practitioner and who is not? Well, that's really, really tricky, and that's where discernment comes in. Because this is a completely unregulated field, there are no professional standards except those that are set by, by different schools. And... The, the thing that you can do, you've got to do your homework and your research, and you've got to trust your own intuition and discernment. But do do the research. Find out from the practitioners that you're interviewing what their what their background is, their training, their education, and then research their educational background. What school did they come from? How long has it been around? Um, who are the teachers? What are their credentials? Uh, some practitioners have no training at all. And because it's an unregulated field, anyone can say they're a sexual healer or a tantric healer. So for myself, the only practitioners that I know about for sure are certified spiritual sexual educators, of which I am one. I know that they've been through a rigorous training and certification um, process and have signed a code of ethics. So what, what I most recommend is going to a workshop where you're part of a group process and if you're a woman, go to an all-women's weekend to start and make sure the teacher is qualified and experienced and that you feel really good about the teacher or the practitioner if you prefer to work one-on-one with somebody. Once you've experienced a weekend or even a week-long workshop, you'll have a much better understanding about the work of sexual healing and many more resources to find an appropriate private practitioner. Another thing you can do if you're going to work with someone privately is 
have a third person with you. Mm-hmm. In the way that I teach this work, we always work in groups of three. It's a very safe and a context and it's a, it's a really solid container when there's a giver, a receiver and a sacred witness. And so you can always have somebody with you. It's what, what this makes me think of is, is when you're in the, in the doctor's office and if you're a woman and you're working with a male doctor and you're, you're having a pap or something like that, they always bring in another person as a witness to make sure there is no impropriety of any kind. So, so that's, that's an option. If one-on-one work is what you're, what you're really set on doing, then you've got to do your homework. You've got to use your discernment and then having another person with you that you trust to hold space for you can really uh, take the level of safety up quite a bit. What if they don't have somebody that they can trust that they can bring into the experience? Ask the practitioner. Ask the practitioner that, or let the practitioner know that you would feel better in a group of three. And especially if you're a woman working with a male practitioner, request um, another female practitioner to be part of the work. Mm-hmm. And the male practitioner will know other practitioners that they can uh, bring into the work. They'll have colleagues. They should anyway. And um, that yeah, just just ask. And if if the practitioner does not want to do that, run the other way. Run the other way. It's that doesn't sound that doesn't sound that doesn't sound good to me. Great. Yes, definitely. Uh, if they feel like against it, or they feel triggered, or they feel like um, whatever they feel. Um, well, if they feel triggered, that actually is not, um, that's not necessarily a reason to run because I got really triggered in the beginning working with a variety of different people. And that's part of the process. Okay. The triggering process is, is part of the healing process. So, so it's, so it's important to notice what's happening. But usually when someone's triggered, it's be, they're being reminded of something that happened in their very distant past, probably in their childhood. So if, if that's coming up, it's not necessarily about the other person or the practitioner, but it's one more thing to add to the discernment question and piece is to just notice that, notice where it's coming from and notice how the, how the practitioner handles it. So, um, is this about, um, judge when they're doing genital work? Or do we have to have like somebody for the, you know, emotional, because many practitioners, we don't do genital work. We just do emotional purging and shadow work and sure. getting to alignment, preparation work. I don't feel that at that point you need a third party person. Like it must make, make sense to somebody who is doing genital work, right? Or that type of level, high level. Well, it, it really depends on the situation and on the person. Once again, in, and even in the fully closed work that I teach, we work in groups of three. And that's teaching people who aren't familiar with the work how to work with each other. Mm. So that's a different kind of situation. But again, it's um, it's going to depend on the needs of the individual and the recommendations of the practitioner. But it's in, in a case where they're simply being prepared or being made ready for deeper work, then that's probably not needed. But again, it really depends on the person and where they're at in their process and what makes them feel safe. Yeah. 
So yes,、yeah. at the core of all of this is about the client. It's about the client. It's about the client. Always. <laughs> Always. And their needs. Yep. It's all about them. It is. <laughs> Customer service one on one. It's all about the client. <laughs> <laughs> so whether you think again. This is a question where everybody asks, like, where can we find, like, what kind of website, what kind of like,、uh, Google them, like, how, how where、yeah. we find them? It's tricky. It's really tricky. And with all of the stuff that's been coming up, even a school with a good reputation is having issues. So、um, I can only personally recommend the ones that I know how they've been trained. And those are the certified spiritual sexual educators, and you can find a small list of those on Caroline Muir's website, which is divine-feminine.com, and then there's a practitioner's、um, item on the menu. And if you're interested in、uh, a, a workshop, a weekend or a week-long workshop, that's those those are my offerings. Are workshops for people who have have never experienced this work before, or have experienced some of it and would like to learn more in a group situation, which is taken really slow and step by step and very safe, and with with a highly experienced and qualified teacher, myself and sometimes myself and Caroline Muir, who was originally my teacher, now she's my business partner, and my our school. The school that we co-founded is the Sacred Feminine Mystery School, and we are teaching women-only workshops and teacher trainings and certification programs. So you can find out more about those at my website, which is amritagrace.com, and it's a m r i t a g r a c e dot com. Thank you.、Awesome. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yay! Yay! Awesome! Thank you for answering honestly and with compassion and with respect. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is a definitely great topic and、uh, a conversation that is going on with everything that's coming up in the tantra community and in the sexual healing community. It is a topic that is right on like in the oven and like popping popcorn there, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and the popcorn is hitting all the people and. And like one of the things I'm gonna be very clear with、uh, with this series of conversations because this is a conversation that we're having with powerful, amazing individuals who facilitate this work,、uh, who teach this work, who teach the foundations of this work. It is important that we bring clarity to to what it is the work that it is been doing, and also to invite people to really、uh, start.、Um, Honoring themselves and their instinct and the gut and like the feeling and really listen, listen to the body wisdom、uh, when they start、uh, picking or choosing、uh, therapists to work with.、Um, like again,、uh, Amrita mentioned,、uh, it's so important to really see the qualifications of this individual. And for so many people,、um, this is like another question that、uh, that a lot of people. Uh, in the field, before we wrap it up, in the field, feels like well, but I channel <laughs> this work, and and I kind of like okay, I get, I hear you, I hear you because myself, I have you know tap into my tantric energy of ancient Egypt memories and all that stuff, but before I even went into do any kind of work, even somatic emotional therapy work, I asked myself permission and my you know my inner guide of tantric work is like I'm. 
can I, you know, am I allowed? Do I have permission? And so I, I went into this journey with one of my mentors to really ask myself and give myself permission to start just practicing. And like you said, like, you get your certification, like learning, like what kind of background you have, like keep doing, uh, what kind of like uh, events you have uh, done or, or created or or retreat that you have attended or mentored or even interviewed, like what is the work that you have done? Because honestly, for somebody that I have been, you know, um, interviewed so many amazing people and also collaborated and hosted for so many uh, amazing people here and um, all over the world here in Florida, you know, you know, I, it took me years to even come up and say like, oh yeah, I do this, <laughs> you know, yeah. at the beginning, like yeah. I felt a little uncomfortable, even though I was channeling it, <laughs> it yeah. was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So what will you have to say to, um, yeah, like I, sometimes I read websites where people is like, well, I channel, um, all of this. Okay, that's that's great. A lot of people are actually remembering this work, mm -hmm. and that is amazing. And have they done their work? Have they done their shadow work? Do they have experience? What are other people saying about them? Do they have testimonials on their website? Can you talk to other people that have worked with them? So these these are the things to look at. What is their experience? How long have they been doing the work? And what are other people's experience of their of working with them? So so that's that's a really big piece of the puzzle as well. I absolutely honor people that are channeling and remembering this work. And I think it's also very important to have a background because this is sexuality work mm -hmm. and it's been so buried in the shadows for so many thousands of years that there is a lot of what I would call subterranean stuff going on, a lot of shadow. Mm -hmm. And even if somebody is remembering that maybe they've done this work in a past life or they are, they just feel so prepared to do this work through their remembering process or whatever, there still needs to be a foundation yes. of very deep inner work that has been ongoing. And also there needs to be a foundation of experience of, of working with people and being able to hold a really powerful container. Because if somebody is channeling or bringing this information through, but they can't hold a container, then it's not going to work. Mm. It's not going to work. And I also wanted to add to, if you get, find yourself with a practitioner and you don't feel comfortable in the session and it's not working for you or you feel violated in any way, say stop. This isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. Now there's, it's important to discern between are you feeling old stuff that's coming up that's, that wants to move or is this actually about the practitioner? It's a, it's a very fine line because if the practitioner is holding a powerful space and you're feeling violated from your past, you want that to move. That's not about the practitioner. So it's it's just um, things to be watchful of. Yes, and another thing that I will add to that too is the, the level of how much transformational work they have done. Because I do believe that at some point, like some kind of like transformational experiences or transformational therapies, like a different type, kind of like a preparation journey for like some Reiki practitioner to start working with the energies, somatic therapist, massage therapist, uh, even psychologists, or people that are already doing transformational work, it's like a starting point. 
So um, I feel like sometimes when people channel and if they have some kind of background of working with people like you mentioned and holding space, you know, it's like take a little more time. I would just say like the same thing, like take time to yeah. juice it up. <laughs> Right, right. And this is exactly why I started a teacher certification program, because I believe that teachers of this work are going to be in very big demand in the coming years because of what's emerging right now. Mm -hmm. And I want them to go out there and be prepared. And I'm I'm attracting people who are already have a background in healing work, who already have businesses who are already teaching and they just, they need this piece around the sexuality, teaching and marketing the sexuality work teachings. Yeah. And um, they're all bringing a tremendous amount already of their own experience of their own remembering and of their own training into it. And with a six months program, I'm going to set them up to really win in this work and be able to teach others this work in a way that is rock solid. That's my intention. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Amrita, for saying yes to this. I know you have like three amazing weeks in Maui. Coming right up. <laughs> yes. Um, and I appreciate you for making the time before you go to give us your insight because for the next couple of weeks, I have committed myself to um, interview as many amazing practitioners that um, that I have interviewed, but also that they are referred by other people because it's important to bring the integrity of the work that we do in. And it's that yes. qualifying, a lot of the things, and a misunderstanding of what sexual healing is and is not, or it may be, it may not, like the container, the ethics, and all that stuff. So really thankful uh, for, um, for saying yes to us. And I'm very thankful that you are bringing this clarity into the world because it, that's, that's really the, that's the foundational piece is helping people understand what this work is, what it isn't. And I'm very, very grateful that you have made this commitment. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me to be part of it. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Um, so we have a few comments that, uh, we have, um, I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> Magra B. Um, I think that she's one of your amazing followers. Uh, she say, hi, Lucia. Hi, Amrita. And we have Luciana Lima. Say, hi, Lucia. Hi, Amrita. So, hi, everyone. And also, Evelyn. 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 Yes. She was here. She's here. Something. Give it, <laughs> it does to Evelyn. We, she said, hi, lovelies. And we are not the healer. We are the catalyst for our clients to find their path to heal themselves. So here, here. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes. And Evelyn Marine is one of my other another amazing mentors. Uh pretty much the first person that I reach out well I reach out a couple of people but she was the, actually the first person that reached out back to me uh and talk for like over an hour over the phone just to like share her work and I was so inspired and uh, she's just such amazing women. So I love you Evelyn. Thank you for joining us today. So again, thank you again Amrita and again to all of you amazing community. I know I've been had been Mia because I'm in school and expanding Luna, a retreat center here in Tarotola, Florida. Uh I've been quite busy and um I could not pass out this opportunity of start clearing out and clearing and clearing and clearing the misunderstandings about what sexual healing is about because my biggest mission is to 
to be, bring clarity to this amazing, powerful work that we do. And here at Nuna Holistic Retreat Center for Emotional and Sexual Healing, hey, <laughs> like I'm going to be bringing a lot of people over here. So I want this shit clear. <laughs> I don't yeah. want anybody misunderstanding what we do, and especially living here in Florida. So I really have to do my work here. <laughs> So thank you everyone again. So love you everyone. So we're staying, we're signing out, we're saying bye, and with this new system, uh we'll try to figure out. <laughs> Blessings. Bye. <laughs>